The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I am Marissa Q. Payne. And I'm Dr. James Payne. And we're super excited to have you back with us for another thrilling episode of the Life, Love, and Leadership podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Where have you been? We're like halfway through the season. But you can catch up. It's still time. It's not too late. A word of advice. You need a notebook for this podcast because... In between all the laughing, we drop real nuggets, tips, tools, resources you can use in life, love, and leadership. Leadership. (laughs) (laughs) So grab a pen or hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss a single episode. Mm. Husband, you're supposed to say yes. Yes, dear. What is our big idea for today? I was listening for the question. Well, today we're talking about how to live out the highest and most authentic expression of who you are. Uh, And this topic, I think, is valuable from a relationship standpoint. It's valuable from a career standpoint. uh, And it's definitely valuable for the man or woman in the mirror that you live out the best expression and highest version of who you actually are, uh, not what people expect you to be or what you see other people being or doing. Living your best life. Living your best life. Living your most authentic life. uh, Mm. Getting to the core of who you really are so you don't have to have uh, fake smiles and and fake joy, but you can get to a place of real happiness and joy in yourself, in your career, and in your relationships. So your real best life. Your real best life. Not your Facebook Facebook best life. Not your Facebook best life. (laughs) Yes, the real best life (laughs) is the one we're trying to get to today. And why is that important? Uh, I think that's so important uh, because you don't have years to waste pretending to be experiencing something or being something that you're not. I think ultimately we're all limited resources and we are on a time clock. And so the earliest that we can get you uh, to living out what really makes your heart sing and brings you joy in every area and facet of your life, the better for us all. So do you think that's an age thing? Hmm. Like um, the older you get, the more authentic in yourself and comfortable in your skin you become? I think that's it definitely plays a role. And I think I know where you may be going because I I remember um, uh, older people like they lose filters. (laughs) So they don't have no more time to try to make you feel good about the situation. They just like, look, I'm running out of wind and air. I'm going to tell you like it is and stop talking. So, yes, I think age does have something to do uh, with how you start getting to the to the core and authentic you uh, more so than when you're younger. But advice would be to try to get there sooner because life is more enjoyable when you live your life. Absolutely. Live your life instead of living everybody else's life. And the old adage is true. The sooner you know, the sooner you can be on your way. I like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before we tear into that, I always got to know what is going on in that pretty head of yours today. Baby, what's on your mind? (laughs) 
So, um, double standard. We're going living room today, mm. or in our case, public restaurant, you know, <laughs> controversial, a little controversial today. Um, we've talked about, you know, pastors, wives, and first ladies um, before. Uh, today, I want to talk about preachers. Mm. Okay. You That's ready? This ought to be interesting. (laughs) All right. Okay. So I have been thinking about, you know, is there a double standard with Mm -hmm. preachers, ministers, pastors, you know, y'all? Well, what's the double standard that you assume to be true? Well, I'm I'm asking a question, but I've been thinking about um, there's a a pastor, Mm -hmm. well-known pastor, whose name shall remain nameless. Mm -hmm. I've thought about this a lot. And, you know, I don't like to, like, talk about people Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not in their life, in their story. So you may be able to surmise Mm -hmm. if you follow, you know, church stuff who I'm talking about, but I'm going to try to keep the name out of it because it's really not about that person per se as it is about the bigger issue. Mm. So, but this particular pastor has been in the news for um, infidelity, getting caught in infidelity um, a couple of times. So the first time, you know, his wife was by his side and, you know, um, and, and then, you know, recently there was another instance Um, and I was just like, you know, what happens, you know, old school, they would speaking of, you know, as you get older, your filter goes away, they would sit you down, Mm. you know, (laughs) like if you did something, um, morally immoral or what have you, you Mm -hmm. would get sat down, um, for a while and not be able to, you know, be in the public eye and stuff like that. But when you are the head, the senior leader, Mm -hmm. Can you get sat down? Do you sit yourself down? Like, how does that play out? Yeah. Um, And then I was like, okay, so that's for pastors. But, of course, I'm married to a pastor. And I know that pastors are just humans, just like everybody else. So is there and should there be a double standard for pastors or not, you know? So if the president of Amazon cheats on his wife, does he have to get sat down from his job? And, you know, the pastors is ultimately actually a vocation. It's a job. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. So I think, um, I think that there's too much. I personally think that there's too much emphasis put on the man mm-hmm. and that detracts and has led a lot of people to go away from traditional church in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am one that subscribes to relationship with God and it's not really about the man. So the less we put on the man and the more emphasis we put on the relationship with um, with God, the less kind of church hurt you, you know, are prone to receive Mm -hmm, mm because I hate church that is like man centered. Yeah. So I personally don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that the pastor's role is any more significant than the janitor's role in the church, to be honest, that they're all gifts and they're all meaningful and significant to make that, you know, organism work. So uh, double standard is what's on my mind today. So I I think it's interesting. Uh, I think you you bring up the CEO of Amazon uh, versus the uh, pastor of a church. And I think that's somewhat of a false equivalency uh, because the CEO of Amazon, 
his primary objective is uh, profits for shareholders. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, a pastor is really in the moral authority business uh, through a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know the assignment that the, he? He, the the task and assignment is yes. Is uh, it moral authority, or is it spiritual leader relationship conduit to God? All the above. So it, it's not an either or, it's a both and, uh, but it is one that you would want to be able to hold uh, in esteem with respect to how they live their lives personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that bears more weight and is more important to a pastor of a, a church congregation than it would be to a, a business uh, CEO. Now, both are issues relative to character and judgment. Um, and so if, if if the business CEO uh, cheats on his wife, that means he cheats in other things. There's an old adage that we uh, repeat often mm-hmm. that how you do uh, anything, anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, how you show up across the board, how you show up in any instance is how you would show up uh, if you have the opportunity in other instances. So, uh, you know, b- but I think when we put those two uh, together, Uh, I'm going to say uh, I do have personally a higher level of expectation uh, for a a pastor than I do for the CEO of of Amazon with respect to morality, because he's in in, in my estimation, uh, pastoral leadership is being in the business of morality through a Christian lens. So it's interesting because so to that point, I think that people will leave a church and stay on their job. Right. Like yeah. you said, how you do anything is how you how you do everything. Right. So I'll stay on a job with a crooked CEO, but I'll leave my church um, with a crooked pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, well, with the, with- that goes back to the double standard. But again, ultimately, you're not necessary. And I, I get it. But you're not following the man, like that one person, right. I'm like, like, what about the re- the other relationships and your commitment? And I mean, it's a lot more to it than just that person. Most in generally, though, the, uh, the pastor is going to be uh, teaching principles and practices about how to live yeah. uh, and, and how to live again through a Christian uh, lens. So does he have to be perfect? No one I mean, can. he can't make mistakes. Well, everybody has to make mistakes. We're in the human experience, so everybody has to make mistakes. Um, So he can't be perfect, Um, be it infidelity or uh, any other sin. Everybody got something going on that nobody wants to play on the large screen of life. Now, mind you, for the record, I'm not, you know, advocating for old boy. I'm not saying... (laughs) To be clear, I I think he might need a, a sabbatical, yeah. you know. Yeah. So so <laughs> he to, may need a spiritual sabbatical because clearly, you know, he's he's struggling yeah. and it it is you know hard pressed. But I just I at the same time I'm just like it's hard being a pastor. Yeah. Um, in today's society, because to you you know like you said, it's like. You're on the screen and and if you are pastoring a large thing and you're on camera all the time, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, and I hard. think I, I think the other piece you you mentioned earlier about you know back in the day you would just get sat down <laughs> uh, and, and I think one of the elements that 
uh, we miss oftentimes. I think every leader needs a leader that needs mm-hmm. somebody that they can be accountable uh, to. The Bible talks about, you know, being a city without uh, walls. And, and so having uh, somebody that you can be accountable to, somebody that can call you on the carpet uh, and, you know, call you to a place of correction uh, if it means sitting you down. And I think that was a great advantage that we did more of back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, whereas today we have so many long rangers that, you know, they have uh, they have massive followings, but they have no accountability uh, to anybody or anything. And so that's how we run into these over and over and over again situations. Kind of superstardom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's tricky. Um, yeah. So you get up there and then, you know, the bigger, the top, higher you get, the harder it is you fall. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Wow. That's what's on my mind. Yikes. We can chat about that more on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. What about you? What's going on in that brilliant mind of yours? Well, what's going on in my mind uh, this week? Uh, I was looking at some football. <laughs> and I was just uh, somewhat uh, disturbed at looking at the football as I saw all of the uh, players walking around, you know, Uh-oh. unmasked and whatnot. Uh, we're in this age of COVID and all the coaches, they taking good care of themselves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, what will it take for uh, folks to recognize that that maybe trying to do sports at this time in the way that we've always done it just isn't a good idea. Now, I think the NBA did a phenomenal job in creating their bubble and kind of how they were able to insulate and and not have anybody in and and really be able to make uh, that space safe and have all the testing and all that sort. That was a great job. But I'm looking at the NFL and I'm looking at college football and I'm like, they are pretty much going about business as usual. The fans never had great access to the field and or the players. Uh, And we keep getting all these positives. uh, And I'm like, it it, it just doesn't seem to make sense. I understand their business. They, They have to figure out how to keep making money. Um, I was thinking about that. At first, I was like, oh, the difference between NBA and NFL is that, you know, NFL is you know, outdoors Mm -hmm. versus indoors, you know, so I was like, oh, it's outside. But of course, with the wind traveling, you know, you can't really um, contain that. And of course, some some stadiums are indoors anyway. So there went that. Yeah. Um, Death (laughs) is what I think it might. Yeah. Unfortunately, so (laughs) it's really gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it's taken a major gamble with this global pandemic. Uh, We're still learning new things about uh, Corona. Obviously, it's taken a lot of folks out. uh, And I I think we're getting more casual uh, than we probably need to be as a society. And so just kind of observing the winds of change of how we're just kind of saying this is okay now. We're going to try to resume our normal. um, It's somewhat concerning. It's so interesting, like you said, with the the players, this that is like the. Um, example of life, yeah. you know, right? With the players, even though they make, you know, decent money, but the 
owners. Yeah. Yeah. You look at the press box and the sideline and everybody else is got four and five masks on, three face shields <laughs> and walking around with five bottles of Tylenol. And, and these guys are just out there taking risks. It's, it is the um, glimpse of the real world and yeah, life yeah. and all the inequities in which we live. Yeah, um, capitalism at its finest. Um, but, you know, of course, Look at the president. Did, mm. Is he negative? Did he was he is he did he ever test negative? Yeah, that situation was just weird, but <laughs> just weird, <laughs> just weird. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, just weird. I I took the day off for the election, so mm. we'll see. Yeah, because um, I'm assuming I'm gonna need a mental health day that day, <laughs> so I already I already blocked it off. This is gonna be something. Yeah, yeah, very interesting time for sure. Vote, everybody. Make sure you vote. Yes. Please vote. Yeah, and that's what's on my mind. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. All right. So, fight of the week. The so we've been saying how since the vow renewal, Mm. our fight ratio has decreased meaningfully. She's in love with your boy all over again. I got a sprung. <laughs> so I'm not saying spend a whole bunch of money on a vow renewal, but it worked for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are cheaper options. <laughs> cheaper options to rekindle the flame, but you know, um, you might want to skip some of the shenanigans. But you know, hey, it, it was nice to actually, you know, say I do again and recommit. Um, so that helped. However, I could have took you to Friday's and told you <laughs> I do over some sizzling chicken and cheese. Yes, I could. Yes, I could. But OK. However, <laughs> the organizer is coming back. OK. All right. Coming back for phase two of our project. <laughs> and um we have been debating in a kind of love it or list it scenario, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned uh, at the direction our conversation has been going already. Okay, as we talk about whether we will sell or remodel to get the house, you know, kind of to the what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm reminded, I think I said I would only do one major project with you per year. And yet we're here. So we tapped out. (laughs) We've already gone through our major project for the year. Uh, It was that 25th anniversary vow renewal project. (laughs) You welcome. No, it was the office. God bless. It was the office. So we've already done two major projects. Right. I'm like, (laughs) if you don't consider that a major project, we got to work on terms because that's... I know, but now we're talking about floors and... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Moving this wall over here, knocking that wall out, putting a column over there, all that. So I feel like we should come up with some ground rules for engagement for this next project. All right. What are you thinking? And I feel like you should just leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) And let me... Let me have this one. Remember how we talked about. So herein lies the problem. Listen, no, I let gotta me stop you. My I thoughts. have got to stop you. Oh my god! I cannot. 
let you have this one because this will be like the third one I let you have this year. <laughs> true. <laughs> no, listen. Remember the last time we talked about it, you said you resist and fight and then ultimately you realize that I had good ideas. And so, you know, it was like, well, just let me have it. Like, I have good taste. Sometimes. I pick good vendors. Occasionally. For the stuff I don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to create the home. I will confer with you on the big things. Can you just let me have this one? Without like a whole bunch of or having to like go so, through. So to be clear, your ground rule request <laughs> is not that we can work and like hand and glove work together. You know, you 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 can focus on the floors, and I can look at maybe at the closets. Your blanket request it's is to, just let you have it's it to get out the way. Negative. It would be I, look. It I would be like a, It's like a a reveal show. It's like a reveal show. Mm-hmm. Think of it like that home remodeling show we talked about. Mm. Like, let me let me do the remodeling show. Mm. No, no. I, so I can't be hands off. Why? Th- that's not going to work for me. I, I have to be. Uh, <laughs> I have to be engaged in the process. But you don't. <laughs> yes, you have I do. So, and you don't have any imagination. And Neither it's just do so, you. But I, I have more than you. Like no. It's, <laughs> if we're both at zero, that means neither of us have <laughs> imagination for this. So we renewed our vows. Now I need to like re-nest our home. And mm. that's like most men, this is stereotypical, but they don't, they let their wives like create the home. Show me the data. Oh my God! <laughs> Show me the data. No, this is, no, we can work together. On I don't want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help me! I I just I just want to remodel my home mm-hmm. without yeah. you. <laughs> no, nah, we can work together, but that whole hands off approach. <sighs> okay, I'm so not with it. Maybe then we can like. Do rooms. Can we choose rooms? So instead of rooms, we can do rooms or we can do projects. So I can be responsible uh, for deciding on flooring type. I'll let you have the closet and like tub. Then I can come back and be focused on if this wall going to move over. So we're going to mitch match each room. <laughs> no, but I'm saying so we would have conversations about it. It would be a combined project. We're working together, but I'm, I'm not going to see control of what the outcome. Of the no, I'm saying like I get the kitchen. Mm. You get the family room. Mm-mm. And you get the stairs. <laughs> no, I don't see I this. I get the master bath. Like, what no, do you think? I don't think so. Ugh. So I don't think so. That's what I think. But I, I definitely think, you know, we, and we'll probably have to come back to it because we ain't going to reach consensus today. Uh, but I think, you know, you have some major project contribution. I have some major project contribution. And then we meet to talk about what our ideas and plans are. And how so we the projects and questions are floors, family room, kitchen, and master bath, generally speaking, y'all. Mm-hmm. So what do you all think? Like, 
what role should Dr. James play and what role should I play? I'm serious about, like, I need y'all desperately this Thursday. Like, <laughs> we're going we gonna to be the guests and you all will be the host. Help me. <laughs> Help me <laughs> get through this um, because Dr. Payne has... So many opinions. That's right. That's right. That's right. No imagination. But see, you keep saying no imagination. I have confessed. I don't. I don't have imagination for uh, home interior and whatnot. Correct. I have to sit with that a bit. I have to get online. I have to look at some books. I got to see some showrooms. All that. But here's the rub. So do you. So like you're throwing bricks from a glass house. No, but I brought. So I brought a decorator in, or and the person, and you're telling them. Instead of letting them tell you, that's mm. not how that works. No. What I said was I prefer to see if we can move. I don't need, you know, a double sink is what I said. I can just have one sink <laughs> and then move this over here. And I kind of gave some ideas of what I was thinking. That's part of the process, baby. It's part of the process. <laughs> Why would we not have a double sink, though? I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> just can't do it. Y'all going to have to help us uh, because she thinks she can get this done uh, and she wants me to step aside. Let me know but what you, you think. But you said it. Have Have I ever steered you wrong? Do yes. You, do you tr- Yes. <laughs> yes. For clarity, yes. You absolutely have steered me wrong. Uh, so, yeah, there's it's that. It's not true. You said it. We have it recorded on previous episode. You said I'm almost always right. But see, that almost <laughs> part says that, yes, you have steered me wrong. Like, you asked, a, asked an answer, man. <sighs> asked an answer. So help us out, guys. Uh, she has some opinions and ideas uh, about how to re-nest our space uh, now that we have renewed the vow. And I have some ideas. Uh, who should take lead in, in terms of uh, doing what? I think I have some measure of gifting. She thinks she has some measure of gifting. Uh, and I work well with people. She works well with people. But who should do what? Help us out. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's, What's the, the big, big idea? <laughs> so for today's big idea, I want to talk about how to live out the highest and most authentic expression of who you are. Now, that be it from a personal context, in a relationship context, uh, career context, uh, no matter what, how to live out uh, the best most vibrant, honest, authentic expression of who you are as an individual. Uh, I think most of the time uh, people find it hard to really identify who they really are because we spend so much time recognizing uh, our roles, uh, the things that we do in life. So I'm a dad, I'm a husband, uh, I'm a brother, uh, I'm an uncle, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an executive. All these different roles that we have that we don't necessarily get to the core of who we are. And if you're not careful, you can spend the bulk of your lifetime uh, being a slave to a role, but never being awakened to who you are uh, as an individual. Uh, and so we want to spend some time dealing with what it looks like to really get into who you are. And I think one of the things that immediately jumps to mind for me is like professional athletes uh, and kind of watching what that transition looks like when the crowd is no longer cheering. 
Mm-hmm. And so you've been known as this great world-renowned athlete, and you couldn't walk down the street without 25 people wanting your autograph as soon as you open your door. Now, all of a sudden, you open your door and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there have been scenarios where athletes have committed suicide and gone into deep depression and kind of had all these different things going on uh, because they saw themselves only through the lens of what they did and who people told them they were mm-hmm. uh, based on their ability to hit a golf ball or make a slam dunk or catch a touchdown pass, hit a home run, whatever the sport may be, uh, but never really unpacking who it is that they truly are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think even through a business lens, you have to be careful about this as well. Uh, In in spending time with uh, uh, chief executives and kind of talking through uh, uh, leadership things with uh, CEOs and C-level staff, I'm always saying and reminding folks that, you know, the people in your organization is it, not so much about you as it is the authority that you have and the seat that you hold. Uh, and so recognizing, you know, it, it, it's not about that they love you so much or care so much about you. They, they're fearful for jobs and that sort of thing. If you transition out tomorrow, these same people wouldn't even speak to you in a lot of cases. <laughs> so just just detaching the the what it is you do, the role you play, and really kind of getting to the core. From who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, from who you are at your personhood and that you're not building any measure of esteem uh, from that place of role expectation uh, or from uh, looking outward or what people are feeding into you. Yeah, I think that's really good um, in context with relationships, you know, in terms of um, knowing who you are, because I, I we talk about this a lot, how you can get lost in relationship if you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, if your identity is based on the roles or as you're, you know, um, meeting people or engaging with people and you don't have a surety of self, you can be lost, right? Your list of what you're looking for is based on what they have or what they represent. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can, you know, again, be lost. Or if you are self-conscious, um, you can be lost in someone else's persona mm-hmm. um, because you're not sure of yourself. So it's really, really important to not, um, you know, um, place your identity in any type of role, but mm-hmm. that to get to be sure of um, self outside of the hats, because all of those hats um, are things like, or like I say, it's like a jacket that you put on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my mom jacket today, mm-hmm. right? Kids grow up and grow out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put on my, you know, um, executive coach hat today. That's a position that I have mm-hmm. um, that I could not have tomorrow. Um, but, you know, when I take that jacket off, Marissa is still here. Mm-hmm. And who am I at my core? Really, really important. Yeah. So not tying yourself to anything that's subject to change mm-hmm. uh, and that can change with the wind. And so the, the first thing that comes to mind as we kind of process through this idea is kind of knowing yourself and knowing your purpose and and really having some firm grasp and grip around that. Uh, And I don't think uh, purpose is necessarily singular where you are tied specifically to this one activity uh, or outcome from a purpose perspective, Uh, but your purpose can actually be activated through multiple veins. Mm -hmm. So when I think about, you know, myself and and, and the identities uh, that are connected with my core and who I am and my purpose uh, as a person, uh, I think 
leader, helper, and servant. And so that can manifest itself in multiple ways, and it does. It manifests itself uh, in my family, uh, among my, my friend group, my, my social activities, um, in my career. Uh, and so it, it, it's not labeled to any specific one thing, uh, but in all areas in which I show up, the expression of my core is that I'm always looking for the opportunities to provide leadership, uh, the opportunities to uh, help, and I love serving people. I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which you definitely know because you're a major beneficiary of that. <laughs> it is, and I think coming to know that um, was helpful. You know, like that, especially that servant part. Like, it's really great to hear you, you know, say that and own that. Um, you know, because like thinking about that and before you really like embrace that you before you knew yourself right you wouldn't necessarily consider that in the machoism state you might consider that a weakness mm -hmm. right yeah but um once you come to know that that's part of your purpose that's part of your composition that's part of how god made you um then you you can be sure of self and not see that as a weakness but see that as a gift mm -hmm. and why you were created you know um, and, and how you be like, it's a part of your purpose to serve the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you guys get the benefit because every time I cook breakfast, which is not often, <laughs> but I always find I'll, I have to make sure everybody in my space is comfortable and taken care of before I consider taking care of myself. It's just yes. part of my makeup. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. Those, those, uh, three expressions, uh, ring true for me. Uh, I think the second uh, idea. Oh, and for the record, I'm a I'm a problem solver. Like I bring out. Yeah. I bring out the gift in other things. Come on. Like homes. Uh -huh. So I could bring <laughs> out the gift. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what you did right there. I saw what you did right That's there. That's my purpose is to bring out <laughs> the light and the vision in things, whatever it is, in humans, <laughs> in homes. So let me help you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Help me help you is what you're saying, huh? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. That's well. So, so I'm going to deviate just a moment because when we were talking about this earlier, you just said something that uh, caused me concern. You said our space is too masculine right now. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, I don't want it to be feminine. <laughs> so I'm cool with masculine. You don't know what you want. You won't know until I pull it out for you. You'll be surprised. Watch. Just anyway, trust me. Trust let me, get, me. Let me get back to this lesson. <laughs> Number two here uh, is to establish the pattern of POD. Uh, that's P-O-D and that's an acronym for uh, how you prioritize, how you organize, and how you demonstrate discipline in your life. Get your notebook. Yeah, yeah. How you prioritize, how you organize, and how you demonstrate discipline in your life. Mm. Uh, you have to set clear priorities because purpose without priority is powerless. Mm. Like, you know, you, you can have this wonderful, wonderful purpose, but if you don't set any priority to mm. it, it's just a powerless, whimsical thought. Mm. Uh, and everything can't be done at the same time. So you, you have to have some priorities, some organization. Uh, and in life, you need to focus in order to be effective. So you have to have discipline. Mm. Focus requires discipline. Uh, and so I think if you're going to be successful uh, in this vein of living out your most authentic self, uh, and the most authentic expression of who you are, you have got to establish the pattern of pod. That is so rich. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, because I think that sometimes people feel, you know, in this search of purpose, it can become, we've talked about this before, like it's this kind of cliche, I need to know what my purpose is, Mm -hmm. as if it's this like one-time finite thing and it just stays that way. But it kind of continues to evolve. Mm -hmm. And so I like what you said about prioritizing. How is it manifesting in this season? Right. Right. How is my purpose to be used and organized in this season of my life? Mm -hmm. Right. It continues to, you know, like I said, your purpose was consistent all along, but what you knew about it and how to use it when you were 20 Mm -hmm. is different than what you know and how to use it and manifest it at 40 X, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I I love that that prioritization, organization, and then of course the discipline, yeah. because it's a lot of people, you know, in the grave that didn't maximize mm. or live to the fullest the expression of who they are, yeah, um, because of discipline. Yeah, yeah, discipline <laughs> is the the the. It's the bridge that gets you from uh, your potential to your purpose and outcomes. Discipline is that bridge. I heard something this morning. We were listening to uh, someone speak on social media and they they were uh, having a birthday uh, and they mentioned being good stewards. Dr. Anita Phillips. Of their life. Yeah. Uh, she said she, she had been a good steward of her 47th year. Yeah. And that was so poignant and powerful to me. And the encouragement was to be a good steward of every day, to be a good steward of every week, uh, to be a good steward of every element of your life. One of the things I picked up from uh, Joyce Meyer uh, actually years ago is something she she said uh, with respect to being intentional about her time. She said, if I'm a goof off, um, you know, for an entire day, an entire week, uh, it's already established and I know I'm going to do that. It, it doesn't catch me by surprise that today's going to be a goof off day. Mm-hmm. I know today is going to be a goof off day. I feel zero guilt about goofing off today because you got to have goof off days where you do absolutely nothing. And exactly. then I have times when I know I'm going to be completely focused and doing what it is I'm doing. Exactly. Uh, and so building in, you know, the, a, a real calendar or a real schedule of how you steward your time is critical uh, to bringing out the best in who you are and living that clear authentic expression of who you are. I love it. Yeah. Just like I said, mental health day, mental. day after the voting day. <laughs> I already know I'm taking it. You already it. got that built in. I got yes, it. yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so the last leg of that stool is going to be the realization that success is sequential, not simultaneous. Hmm. So this means that things uh, that grow too fast don't last. And so it's understanding that, you know, there's some nutritional value to the journey that strengthens you and enables you to withstand the test of time when you are established and built over time. I think part of the challenge we run into is if we don't have success in what we're doing overnight, Mm. we quit. Oh, my goodness. Or we check out or we contemplate quitting. But we have to recognize that success happens in in, in phases, Mm -hmm. step by step by step by step. Uh, you, You don't get to the top of an elevation uh, in a moment. Even if you take the elevator, it takes some time to get you there. Uh, But we're charged to take the steps. And in taking the steps, the Bible even teaches us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So that means we are taking steps to where we're going. And if we're going to reach the the, the plateau of where it is we're going, we got to take the steps. I like that analogy. I'm just like, ooh, so if I take the steps, Mm -hmm. am I stronger 
than the my colleague who takes the elevator. Wow. Not only are you stronger, but you have some experiences along the way Come that on. will help you be successful on the top of the platform that you don't get by taking the elevator. Yes. You, you've used some, some muscles. You've experienced what it is to climb and carry your own weight to a place that you don't get when you take the I elevator. Can, it's more sustainable. It's more sustainable. I like that because, you know, I love Rocky, mm. right? So. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think about Rocky. They always show like his opponent or my favorite one is Rocky Four, right? Mm. So when he's in Don't Rocky Four with Drago, <laughs> Drago had like all the latest modern technology. Yeah. And he was like on the fancy stuff with the numbers and all of that. Mm. And then they would show Rocky's training when he was like in Russia and he was like in the mountains mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was like doing the same thing, but he <laughs> <laughs> but he had, you know, with the rock and yeah. he's like going up the mountain or what have you. And so he, he in the end, he was more successful because yes. they had, you know, the um, Drago went on the elevator, oh, but Rocky took the stairs. Yeah. Yes, and his success was more sustainable. I love that. Absolutely. There is something uh, that is known as country strong. And I don't <laughs> know if you heard of this before, uh, but, uh, but a lot of people have heard of this before, this country strong idea. And, and what that is, is uh, some strength that you pick up along the way through your normal life. Like if you yeah. work in an environment where you had to bale hay and uh, you grew oh, up on a farm and you had to do I things that made you strong. Other people had to go lift weights to try to get what you got naturally. <laughs> there is something to that country strength. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> having spent some time on the football field with some guys who were country strong. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there is something to that country strength. I, I can attest to that. You get hit by somebody who country strong, you been hit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So for homework this week, uh, we want to encourage you to spend some time outside of your normal distractions uh, and focus on crystallizing the purpose of your life, uh, the priorities that you need to establish to protect your purpose. Uh, because again, discipline is a form of protection for your purpose. Uh, and we also want you to spend some time reflecting and defining where you are today and the sequential steps that will be needed to get you to where it is your purpose demands you go. This will be a juicy Facebook Live this week because I can hear people already saying, well, if I don't know what it is, how do I discover it? So Mm -hmm. I think we'll talk about that on Thursday. Yeah, I can't wait. See y'all Thursday and see you next week. (laughs) 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 Because we will call that an episode, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Um, As always, if you heard something you think will be beneficial to someone, please share it. Um, Share this episode with someone. Give us a shout out and um, Um, If you've got questions, you want us to talk about something, visit us at SuccessfulMarriages.org and we will see you soon. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love and Leadership. The Life, Love and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.